ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Man, check this out. (laughs) On this episode, we're going to go back. We're going back 30 years. Uh, We are going to talk about the rise and the fall of Bad Boy Records. Now, if you've been following the podcast, I know that you've already heard uh, the episode that I did with the homies, uh, Baylor the Great and Uncle Dolomite. Uh, Shout out to the fellas, man. Um, We talked about the rise and fall of Death Row Records. Well, as you can see, I'm flying solo on this one, but had to talk about Bad Boy. I mean, I guess where I'll start is I'm going to start with my experience with Bad Boy. Uh, Bad Boy goes back... uh, to 1993 and surprisingly according to the internet bad boy records is still in business much to my surprise because i thought they were out of business (laughs) but um yeah it goes back to 1993 for me uh i was in college at the time at south carolina state university and um i'd heard of this young upstart cat from new york city uh his name was puff puff daddy uh, we used to call him Puff. I still call him Puff. Never called him Diddy because he's all—he's always going to be Puff to me. So you're going to hear me refer to him as Puff because uh, I don't know Diddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Puff, uh, he was a guy that uh, he was at, I want to say, Uptown Records with Andre Harrell. And then he got fired and he started his own label, uh, Bad Boy Records. And um, what's interesting... I. The little bit that I knew of Puff, because keep in mind, there was no internet in 1993. Uh, I had heard about Puff because Puff uh, was involved in a um, a charity basketball game. I think it was in New York City. And what happened at the basketball game was he was the promoter for the basketball game. Was, I think it was like a celebrity basketball game or something like that. Uh, long story short, they actually sold more tickets than they had for capacity and they had like people sitting on top of each other if if memory serves me correctly like one of the uh, bleachers collapsed and unfortunately somebody died right and so you know that was my introduction to puff and then i heard about him again um you know starting this label because i think i read about it in i want to say the source magazine shout out to the source back then hip-hop's bible um but yeah, so Puff started this label, and by 1994, uh, he was releasing his uh, two artists, or at least two of the artists uh, that were on the label. Um, it, it's it's really interesting to me that you know Bad Boy has been around this long. I mean, Puff told us back then he wasn't going to stop; he wasn't ever going to stop, and you know, for the most part, he hasn't. And I mean, Puff is, you know had some great times and, and had huge success and he's also had some down times as well and 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 failed at things and uh ran afoul with the law um and is in the news right now we'll get into that a little later um but yeah my 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 thoughts on puff was you know initially i didn't know much about him uh didn't know <laughs> anything about this label that he was coming with but um you know i think the first things that I remember about Puff initially was 
one hearing him on a track uh, and the track was uh, Dolly My Baby by Supercat and he was actually rapping on the track and that's the first time I'd ever heard him rap uh, he couldn't rap <laughs> but um, on that track the last rapper to perform was a guy that I'd never heard of his name was the Notorious B.I.G. aka Biggie Smalls and he started off his verse by saying, I love it when you call me Big Papa. And I told the story before, like, after that, I was hooked. Like, I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't, you know, it was a while between the time that I heard the song on tape. <laughs> Shout out to cassette tapes. And actually seeing the video. So I didn't know what he looked like or anything like that, but he just sounded different. And um, that was my introduction to Biggie. And I became a fan immediately. And uh, subsequently found out that, you know, Puff Daddy, Puff, uh, was launching this uh, music label and he had some artists. And his first two artists were artists that I would quickly become familiar with. Uh, One, again, was the aforementioned Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls. And number two was a guy by the name of Craig Mack. Um, I think one of the things that was interesting to me, at least, was the rollout for um, the Notorious B.I.G. and the rollout for Craig Mack. Uh, both were coming out with albums. Um, Biggie's debut album was Ready to Die, and Craig Mack's debut album was Project Funk the World. Um, here's an interesting thing about both of those albums, because the rollout if you remember, the rollout had a picture of like a, a a Big Mac box, and the box really said like Mac and Big and Big and Mac, and that was part of their promotional tour. You know, as far as things, it's kind of get the names out there. And um, what was interesting was was that again, these are the first two albums to come out on the label, but Biggie would come first. Biggie's debut album, Ready to Die, drops September 13th, 1994. Craig Mack's debut album, Project Funk the World, would drop one week later, September 20th, 1994. And most of you listening or watching, thank you for watching on YouTube if you're watching, um, most of you know <laughs> about Ready to Die and the type of album it was and it shot out of stratosphere and Biggie became an international superstar. Project Funk the World was a really, really good album. I mean, like, I purchased both albums and I'm not gonna lie. I really bumped, when I first got it, I was bumping Project vs. Uh, Funk the World first because it had the incredible song Flavor in Your Ear. Not the remix, but Flavor in Your Ear. And that was just a jam, man. It was just a jam. And, you know, Biggie had Juicy and then, you know, subsequently Big Papa in there and obviously One More Chance. And, you know, he took off as well. But Craig Mack, I think, didn't benefit from Puff releasing his album a week after Ready to Die. And, and here's why. 
if you look at the, and not that everything belongs in record sales, but record sales were huge back then. It was a huge barometer to, you know, the success that you were going to have or not have, right? Ready to Die (laughs) went six times platinum. (laughs) Project Funk the World went gold. So what it means is for you kids at home, Biggie had a six million rec- six me a record that sold six million copies. Craig Mack had an album that sold five hundred thousand. And you looking back on it, and, and Eclectic and I have talked about this. Shout out to E. Um, we've talked about it both on our podcast and off air about how it was simple but subtle. And I really feel like Puff pushed Craig Mack out of the way. I could be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I think Puff pushed Craig Mack out of the way and he rode the horse that was Biggie Smalls. And rightfully so, I get it. But Craig Mack was supposed to, those guys were really supposed to be a team. And I think when you look at some of Puff's business decisions, I think he doesn't get criticized for that, but I think he should be criticized for it because I don't think that releasing their album so close together um, helped Craig Mack. And, you know, Craig Mack, I, in my personal opinion, I don't think he was ever the same after that. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Um, but Bad Boy, as a label, took off after that. I mean, you have Puff who was the producer of the album, but he was all in the videos, (laughs) dancing. (laughs) And he was, and he became, you know, a figure and a staple in hip hop. And he slowly but surely built an empire. If you're not familiar with some of the artists, some of the people who were on bad boy, um, I can enlighten you with some of the artists who were on Bad Boy because Bad Boy at one time had a extremely deep roster of artists, uh, some of whom you know, some of whom you might not know. Um, Of course, I mentioned Craig Mack, Biggie, Faith Evans, Total, the R&B group Total, the R&B male group 112, a guy by the name of Mace, Mason Betha, The Locks, Black Rob, Carl Thomas, Shine, G Depp, Loon, The Band, which was <laughs> a group that he created from a TV show. Um, Eight Ball and MJG. Not not a lot of people remember them on on Bad Boy. Uh, New Edition had a short stint on Bad Boy. Uh, Boys in the Hood, uh, a group that had a member that we all came to know uh, who would soon defect and go solo, a young guy by the name of Young Jeezy, um, Young Jock, Gorilla Zoe, King Los, uh, Cassie, more on her in, in, in a few, um, French Montana, Pitbull, just to name a few. Did I mention Black Rob? Black Rob. Um also, um, there's somebody I'm forgetting. Um, 
Did I mention? I think I mentioned Gorilla Zoe. Uh, Danity Kane, that's who I meant. And Day 26. Um, and then Puff had his own production team. Uh, his production team was called the Hitmen. And the Hitmen were everybody from Ryan Leslie, uh, Mario Winans, Derek D. Angeletti, Amin Ra, Ron Lawrence, uh, Rashad Smith, um, Richard Frierson. Delano Matthews, LV, LeVar Coppin, Harv Pierre, Tony Dofat, Stevie J, Chucky Thompson, Yogi, just to name a few. Um, also, Easy Mo B, contributing uh, singer Kelly Price, uh, Andre Ashford, uh, just to name a few. Like I said, it Bad Boy's roster was so deep. And Puff surrounded him with he, he surrounded himself with beat makers. Now, Puff, if you look at all the Bad Boy albums, he was credited for being the executive producer. And there is some there's always been some some talk as to whether or not Puff actually quote unquote produced the albums that were on Bad Boy. Um or the songs. And you could make a case that a lot of the work was done by the hitmen. Um, and then Puff came in and turned a few buttons. I, I don't know his involvement directly. It, I'm just telling you what Streets always said. Um, but Bad Boy had a run. And I mentioned Bad Boy started in 1993. It's now at the time of this recording, 2023. So it's been 30 years that Puff has been going. And, and Bad Boy has been on this rise and it was on a meteoric rise for a long time. Now, I would be remiss if I did not tell you about some of the albums that appeared on this record label. Uh, first, starting off in 1994 with the Notorious B.I.G., Ready to Die. Um, classic. At least most people consider it a classic. Uh, Craig Mack, Project Funk the World. The debut album from Faith Evans called Faith. Incredible album. That album went platinum. That's a million copies for you kids at home. Uh, Total, debut album called Total. That album also went platinum, a million sold. Uh, And that was in 1996. 1996 also gave us the debut album from 112, uh, entitled 112, two times platinum. 1997 saw Life After Death, the double CD by the Notorious B.I.G. That album went diamond. Sold over 10 million copies. I think to date it's at 11 million copies. Uh, Puff Daddy created his own album called Puff and the, Puff Daddy and the Family, No Way Out. Uh, that album went seven times platinum. Also in 1997, you got the debut album from Mace, Harlem World. That album went four times platinum. The Locks, Money, Power, and Respect. That album went platinum. This is 1998. The second album from Faith Evans, Keep the Faith, went platinum. 1998 also gave us Total's second album, Kima, Keisha, and Pam. That album went gold. Also, 112 gave us Room 112. That went double platinum. 
Then you move on to 1999. Mace's second album, Double Up, goes gold. 1999 also gave us Puff Daddy's Forever. That went platinum. Then they came back with a notorious B.I.G. posthumous album called Born Again. That album went double platinum. Black Rob released his debut album Life Story and that album went platinum. And now we're in 2000. Carl Thomas, the crooner, delivered his debut album, Emotional. That album goes platinum. Shine. My man Shine. His debut album in 2000 goes platinum. And that's just to name a few of the great albums and the the, the albums that did very well commercially um, on Bad Boy. Uh, the list goes on and on. Puff would go on to release another album, uh, 112, Faith, The Band. Their, even their album went gold. Loon had an album. Um, 112 again. And, and the list just goes on and on. It was good until it wasn't good. Um, I think, if I'm being honest... I think Bad Boy, as we know it, the decline of Bad Boy probably started on March 9th, 1997. It was on that day that the Notorious B.I.G. was tragically murdered in Los Angeles, California. His death shook us all up. It shook up the rap world. We had just lost Tupac six months prior to his death and Biggie had been gunned down in a drive-by shooting to which we still have not found the killer yet. That's another story for another day. Nonetheless, that was the beginning in the, the beginning of the end, in my opinion, for Bad Boy because Biggie Smalls, without a doubt, was their biggest star. In a weird twist of faith, fate, excuse me, as Biggie goes out, in comes Puff Daddy. And I always say, I think he went from being Puff to Puff Daddy after Biggie died. And for some, he went from Puff to Puff Daddy to Diddy after Biggie died. He released, as I mentioned earlier, the album Puff Daddy and the Family, which was a compilation album. And it's called No Way Out. And that album, which had the songs Can't Hold Me Down, I'll Be Missing You, the smash tribute to Biggie's death. It's all about the Benjamins remix, uh, Been Around the World and Victory, just to name a few. That album went seven times platinum. So here's the thing. Your multi-platinum selling superstar artist gets tragically murdered. His album... Which, is re- which was released two weeks after his murder, sells 10 million copies. Now, you go from being all in the videos dancing to being the biggest star on the label. And Puff really pushed and promoted himself as the star of the label. And I can't necessarily blame him, but you can tell, and you could tell at that time that the artists that were on the label weren't happy about this at all because you had people like Mace who had to kind of sit and wait 
Yeah, Mace was on tracks, you know, from Biggie. He was on tracks on the on the albums on Puff's album, but he had to sit and wait before he could make his debut. Same for Black Rob. I think Black Rob may have waited the longest. And then you had a situation where Craig Mack, if I'm not mistaken, Project Funk the World may have been his only album on Bad Boy. I think he was I think he released another album, but it wasn't on Bad Boy. And you know, some people make the case that Craig Mack not being on Bad Boy, kind of being kicked to the curb, if you will, by Puff, you know, led to him getting away from rap altogether. Um, a few years ago, he became ill. Uh, he was living, I think, in some type of, it's described as a quote-unquote cult that he was living with. And he had found some type of religion, but unfortunately, Craig Mack passed away. Um, what's interesting is, is that the rise was incredible, but this fall that bad boys had fallen off, it's been a slow fall off, but it's been a fall off. Nonetheless, as we talked about with the rise and fall of death row records, I think the rise and fall of bad boy has been, it's been a slower fall, but still a fall. Nonetheless, um, and Puff has had his issues. I mean, he had his issue with Shine, his artist. I mean, you remember the story. He and Shine and Puff's then-girlfriend, Jennifer Lopez, in a club. All of a sudden, shots get let off. Puff, Shine, J-Lo scramble to get out of the club. And <laughs> Shine ends up going to jail for what? Shine go to jail for like seven, eight years? Puff ain't do no time. Neither did J-Lo. And then, you know, it's been well documented. Uh, Bad boy artists, almost all of them, to a man, to a woman, all seem to be in some very, very bad contracts. Now, I do know this. There was a time, and this is documented, so it's not something that I'm speculating on. There was a time where between Biggie releasing his first album and the album actually coming out, that Biggie needed some money. And he needed the money fast. He had gotten off the street. He wasn't hustling anymore. And he was trying to go legit. And Puff convinced Biggie to sell him his publishing for $500,000. And you think for yourself, okay, yeah, well, $500,000, particularly in, let's say, 94, is a lot of money. I mean, $500,000 is a lot of money right now, right? But, 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 the problem is, and no one saw it, and obviously Biggie didn't see it, Biggie's publishing is, and your artist's publishing is how they get paid the royalties off of the money from the songs that they've made. Puff had that. So Biggie wasn't getting the money that he should have been getting. I, I, I read off to you the numbers. The first album, that album goes six times platinum. The second album goes well, I mean, he wasn't around for the second album, but still, even even going six times platinum, Biggie made a lot of money, but he should have made a lot more money off of that album. 
and he never got a chance to see it. And even with the Life After Death album, which dropped, like I said, two weeks after he was murdered, Biggie's family, Biggie's wife, who's Faith Evans at the time, they got money, but they didn't get as much money as they should have gotten because Puff had his publishing. And like I said, almost from every artist when we know about the <laughs> we remember the Lox's public beef with Puff they actually took their concerns to I think it was a hot 97 in New York it was hot 90 I think it was hot 97 in New York and they let it be known <laughs> on the on air about how Puff had treated them contract wise and I'll be honest. I mean, like, if you do your Googles, you'll find there aren't many artists, at least that I could tell, that were on Bad Boy that were satisfied with their contracts. From 112, the total, to Faith, to Shine. I mean, like, I've never heard a Bad Boy artist say anything positive about their contract. Now, now conversely... I can't really say that I heard anybody say nice things about Death Row's contract, but it appeared <laughs> that Suge took care of his artists. And I'm not comparing Puff to Suge, but it's documented, right? And of course, we know, you don't need me to get into it, so I won't, but we know about the East Coast, West Coast, quote-unquote, beef. But I mean, when Suge said... If you don't want your director all in the videos dancing, I mean, hit dog a holler. <laughs> he was talking about Puff. And then, I mean, he could have been talking about Jermaine Dupree too, because he was all in the videos too. But that's another story for another day. Um, that being said, like, you didn't think that it was going to come down like this. But a lot of things happened. Biggie dies. Craig Mack dies. Um, Loon goes to jail. Uh, G Depp, shout out to G Depp. G Depp, I think, I think G Depp shot someone, it may have murdered someone, and he got away with it. And then one day he just confessed to the cops that he did it. And I think G. Depp is like serving life sentence right now. I didn't look it up, but just, you know, roll with me. Um, 112 is still around. Uh, Faith Evans is still around. Uh, Total, I don't think Total's made, I don't think that Total's made any music anytime, anywhere in the last 10, 15 years. Um, Mace, he had beef with Puff too. Uh, so is Carl Thomas. Um, I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. I mean, like nobody. And again, I mentioned the, the band, the band was created on a reality show and Puff made them walk <laughs> to Brooklyn to get him some cheesecake, <laughs> which might've been one of the funniest things ever. Uh, no, probably the first funniest thing was somebody asking Dylan who was in his top five. And he said, Dylan, 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 and Dylan. 
I, and, and I watched that show faithfully. I'm not even big into reality shows. But that show was crazy. Um, but yeah, overall, man, it, it just it wasn't it wasn't a good look. And I mean, like along the way, like I said, he picked up artists like Eight Ball and MJG, New Edition. And I'll be honest, as fans of Eight Ball and MJG and fans of New Edition, I really didn't want to hear their music on Bad Boy because it didn't sound the same. And I'll be honest, they did not sound the same at all. Um. And if I'm being honest, probably by the time Bad Boy got around to the early 2000s, I kind of tapped out. Because up up until that point, I was buying Bad Boy albums. But probably, let me look on here and see. I think the last bad yes, the last Bad Boy album that I bought was I bought the Bad Boys Two soundtrack, which had Excuse Me Miss on it, um, Shake Your Tail Feather. Uh, that went two times platinum. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, the band was the last one. So, yeah, that was 2003. Um, didn't get 112 after that. Didn't get Mario Winans. Um, although he did have that smash, I don't want to know. Um, yeah, I just... I So, there's a segment of people that bought, you know, the Danity Kane album, which was two times platinum. I wasn't one of them. <laughs> I tapped out by then. And, you know, Puff, every now and then, would throw out, a, you know, some Biggie remixes. And they had a Biggie Greatest Hits in 2007, which went platinum. There was no way. I mean, Biggie had two albums. There's nothing more that you could add. It wasn't like he had a whole bunch of unreleased tracks, right? Um, so, yeah, it was just like, and, and Day 26, I never got into them either. Sue me. <laughs> um, you know, so... It was what it was. And I think, like I said, much to my surprise, Bad Boy as a label is still in existence because, and the reason why I know that is because um, earlier this calendar year, June to be exact, in 2023, Janelle Monet released her album on Bad Boy, which blew me away because I had no idea that Janelle Monet was even on Bad Boy. And she's been on Bad Boy for the last couple of years. Um, and she's released a couple of albums on Bad Boy. Did not know that. Uh, she's actually released, what, one, two, three albums. Um, much to my surprise, the Electric Lady album in 2013, uh, the 20, 2028's Dirty Computer, and the aforementioned The Age of Pleasure, which was released in 2023. So, I mean, they're still making music. But... The highs were high, and unfortunately, the lows have been really low. As I mentioned, several of the bad boy artists are in jail or had gone to jail, uh, Shine being one of them. Loon, G-Dep is still currently in jail, and, and quite a few have passed on. Um, Black Rob, Craig Mack, Biggie. Um, and it's unfortunate because, like, you don't ever want to see that. And you want to see these labels kind of, you know, stay around. And, and what's interesting was a couple of years ago, I went to a concert uh, in the city of Atlanta where I live. And um, it was a bad boy reunion, like 20 years of bad boy. So it was a couple of years ago. And um, the show was dope. The show was dope. Um, was it 20 or 25? It might have been 25. I think it was 25. Um but yeah, it was a dope show and it, it kind of reminded you of, you know, all, but it also had like 
elements of Bad Boy affiliates, people who really weren't on Bad Boy, like Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim performed her her set, and Lil' Kim has never been on Bad Boy. She was on Undies. Um, but like I said, it, it, it's been an interesting ride nonetheless. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, one of his artists, Cassie, uh, I believe she released an album in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'll be honest with you, I never heard that album. <laughs> uh, I know Cass. I know what she looks like. I think I heard maybe one or two songs from Cassie. Yeah, it was 2006, and that album went platinum. Um, Cassie released the album. Not long after that, she was dating Puff, and she dated him for a few years. And at the time of this recording, uh, a little more than a month ago, uh, Kathy, cannot Kathy, my bad, Cassie came out with some allegations that during her relationship with Puff, that he assaulted her, sexually assaulted her, he physically abused her, verbally abused her. Um, and that um, she was suing him for $30 million. The allegations come out. Everybody, some people are shocked. Some people are like, oh, we knew Puff was like this. Uh, one of the allegations was, was that she was forced to have sex with male strippers that Puff had hired. And Puff would have them do what they call, what he called freak shows. I don't know what that means, but hey. Um, nonetheless, the lawsuit comes out and the very next day, Puff settles the lawsuit with her. Um, industry insiders have said that Cassie, whose original lawsuit was for 30 million, got somewhere between 50 and a hundred million. So she got more than what she was actually suing for because the reality is Puff could not afford to have these allegations out there. Now, since then, there have been others that have come forward that have said that Puff sexually assaulted him or beat him up or something like that. And, you know, these cases will be tried in court or settled out of court. Um, it's not a good look for Puff. Uh, if you settle out of court, public opinion deems that as an admission of guilt. Um, and that's unfortunate because I think you know, he has this public persona as to who he is. And then he has who he is in real life behind closed doors. And I don't necessarily know that we'll ever see that side of him, but um, I don't know that Puff can or will ever recover from the image hit that he took from these allegations. He's had to step down from his position at Revolt. He said it's temporary, but we'll see. Um, and people not really trying to work with Puff right now. Um, and yet he still has bad boy records to run. Uh, I don't necessarily know if bad boy is putting out any more music coming into the new year of 2024 at the time of this recording, but we'll see. Uh, will people still rock with Puff? I'm not sure because Puff is hot right now. And I don't mean hot in a good way. He's hot in the sense that I don't necessarily know if you want to stand by him. I don't know if you want to touch Puff right now. And that's amazing to say because at one point in time, he and his record label dominated hip-hop. Especially once Suge went to jail and got out the way. Bad boy. 
even when Suge was in the streets, when Bad Boy and and Death Row were clashing, they were the two biggest rap labels. They were the two biggest labels in the world. Nobody was talking about Motown. They were all talking about Bad Boy and Death Row. And Puff told you, and he showed you. He danced across the stage, and he danced in the sands, and he made these million-dollar videos, and, and they sold all of these records. And now it's just a memory. This is the rise and fall of Bad Boy. And I can make a case, a strong case, that Bad Boy's fall started much like Death Row's fall started at the murder of their biggest superstar and through no fault of their own because we would love to have Pac and Biggie back here with us. But that's how it kind of played out. And it'll be interesting to see just how far Bad Boy falls. Ultimately, their fall is going to be tied to the guy who started it all 30 years ago. And at this point, he has to figure it out because he has no control as to how or what happens from here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Make sure that you download, like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell everybody about the, the podcast. Uh, Remember, the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. From time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, Follow us on all the socials, um, Twitter, Instagram, 12Kyle, 12Kyle Podcast. Uh, Also, we're on uh, 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 TikTok. Almost forgot. (laughs) We're on TikTok, uh, 12Kyle Podcast. Uh, If you feel so inclined and you want to send us a couple of dollars, uh, to bless the podcast, hit us up on Cash App Dollar Sign. Spell it out: T W E L B E K Y L E. Again, that's going to do it for me. I am your boy Twelve Kyle, and this has been another edition of the Twelve Kyle Podcast. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G.